Welcome to another edition of the Golden Hose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. The, the, the playoff has expanded. And, you know, you, you didn't have to be, you know, Myron Roll, a Rhodes Scholar, and a neurosurgeon to figure that out. Okay, you knew it was going to expand. You knew it was too much money on the table that these universities were was not going to just let sit on the table and not expand the playoff. So Fox and ESPN have basically expanded the playoff. Now, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be the SEC. You shouldn't even call it the college football playoff. You should just call it the SEC Invitational because you're going to get a minimum of four SEC teams in this thing every year. Minimum. Okay. I would venture to say that some years they'll get seven teams in there. They'll, the SEC will get half of the conference into the playoff. <laughs> Watch what I tell you now. Watch what I tell you. It is going to happen. The SEC is going to get half of the playoff teams, half of the playoff slots. Every year, pretty much. No hyperbole here. I, I really think that that's going to happen. Um, I don't care, man. I mean, you know, you the fair fair play and letting the little guy get into the playoff, that, that that's not going to make money. Nobody wants to see the Mid-American Conference or the Mountain West Conference or the Sunbelt Conference or... Um, even the AAC or any of those group of five conferences. Nobody wants to see those. I would love to see those guys get in and, and compete for a national championship. I would love it. You know, I think if you could have 10, you know, automatic qualifiers and then two at-large bids to go to deserving teams like a Notre Dame, you know, that's independent or somebody else, I think that would be the fair way to do it. But, you know, that's just not how this thing is going to operate. This thing is here to produce ratings. It's here to generate commercial revenue. And it's just not, those teams are just not going to generate revenue, man. Okay? If you can get you know, a USC versus Alabama in the first round. Okay. And a, and a Texas versus, I don't know, LSU in the second round. It's, this is going to be, this is going to be high impact matchups that generate money. And none of those conferences that I named earlier push the needle. They just don't. And it's sad, but it's, that's just the way it is. Money. It is the name of the game. And that's just how this thing is built right now. Okay? Fox and ESPN are driving this thing. I Like I said, I don't have a problem with any of this. Players getting paid, expanded playoff, uh, teams going to other conferences. As long as it produces better matchups. Okay? That's all I care about. As long as it produces better matchups. 
Okay, if if the playoff, if I mean, if the Power Five and the playoff is gonna be um, Power Five exclusive, which it probably is, then just let the Group of Five have their own thing. Let them have their playoff. You know, don't don't try to say is this is the FBS and only the Power Five teams are gonna get into the playoff. You you know that's what it's gonna be. And I don't have a problem with you saying, okay, this is what we're going to do to generate money. This is going to be Power 5 exclusive. But, you know, let's not live under this illusion. Six conference champs or five conference champs, whatever. And six at-large bids. And we know that the majority of those at-large bids are going to go to SEC teams. Football, college football, is a highly watched sport, particularly in the Southeast. So, and let's just face it, the, the West Coast really, you know, USC had their run, Several years ago. And that's really been it. In in, in uh, my lifetime. I mean, you've had you've had little sprinkles here and there. You've had Arizona State. You've had Washington. You've had Stanford. Um, you even had Washington State make a Rose Bowl way back in the day. But I mean, you know, West Coast football just doesn't move the needle. On the East Coast, USC is the only team, and we're talking 04, 05, 06 at its height, you know, that can move the needle on the East Coast. And, you know, it's all about ratings. It's all about commercial revenue. And that's all this college football thing is. It's not about crowning a true champion. It's about money. So I don't care, man. Like I, I have to, you know, the 14 playoff, I'm not a fan of at all. Um, Even when Florida State made it the first year, I wasn't a fan of it. So, I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see how it shakes out in a couple years. Um, You know, if, if the money is great enough, they could. They could have this thing going next season, man. It's all about the money is dictating everything. And I said 10, 15 episodes ago, this thing was going to happen. The money, It was just too much money on the table for it not to happen. So, um, college, I mean, money runs sports and money runs college football. And I'm just, I'm happy that the players are finally getting a piece of it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they're the, they're the lifeblood of this sport. Without players, there is no revenue. So I'm just happy that they're getting a piece of it. And that's really it. Just, just from my experience of playing football and watching football, I always take the points. You know, I just feel like, um, 
you know, unless I just feel like I have a play or I I know my team is better than yours. That's that's pretty much the only way I'm going to go for it on fourth down unless it's like fourth and inches from the one or from on the goal line or something. Then I'm going to do a QB sneak. I'm never going to do a toss play or nothing like that. I'm always going to kick the field goal if I'm not at fourth and inches on the goal line. And I mean, you know, Fitzgerald, the kicker is I don't I don't even know what to say about that. That guy, man. Um, Just just not a clutch kicker. He's not. You know, he might go on to do great things, but I just don't feel like he's a clutch kicker. I, I feel like this LSU game, you know, it, it can change. It, I said earlier uh, last week it, it could change the trajectory of the program, and I, I think it can. Um, I know I'm on the instant reaction. I thought we were playing – Louisville this week we actually got a week off so that sets up very well so you can get this win out of your system and then you can refocus but the way that Jaden Daniels scrambled against us um you know like I said Malik Cunningham is is an elite scrambler so you know we gotta we gotta tighten that up but you know, if the offense and the defense play as well as they did and special teams is going to be the deciding factor in most of our games, you know, you got to you got to make some decisions. You know, is is Sam McCall the best guy for kickoff returns? Is Fitzgerald the best guy for, to be your place kicker? Um, The punter, Mastromano or whatever his name is, he's pretty good. So no uh, objection with him. Coverage teams are pretty good. So, you know, you have that, and then you just have some some questionable decisions by Mike Norvell throughout the game. Um, You know, I take everything with a grain of salt. We won the game. So I'm not going to vilify him. Because we won the game. But at, at, when you're up, you take the points. You know, that's just me. Whether I'm up or down, it just depends on the situation. I mean, he felt like he needed to probably throw a knockout blow. But, you know, I don't know, man. I And for the most part, I really don't care. Just Just make better decisions. But a win over that team and that environment is is tremendous in my eyes because um, LSU has finished in, in the top five in recruiting the last three seasons. And, you know, they've got talent. Even when their big stars got hurt or ejected, they had people come right in and, and – and, fill in and did pretty well. Um 
I didn't think Florida State would be able to run the football like they did, but they you got to give them credit. If we get that type of effort minus the bad coaching decisions and the, the, the bad place kicker stuff, we're going to be all right. We're going to be okay, man. Because that offensive line, give Alex uh, Atkins credit. He, he he has put together a pretty good offensive line, with the exception of Robert Scott. <laughs> Listen, man, you you can't be doing Olay blocks. I mean, hold grab his jersey, hold him, do something, but just don't do an Olay block. You know, you just step out the way and let the guy kill your quarterback, pretty much. You know, that's to me, that's just, that's, that's terrible. And, you know, I like Emmanuel. I like uh, Gibbons. And they put Maurice Smith played a little bit of center this game. So, offensive line looked pretty good, man. I, I think you need to let Armella get out there at left tackle a little bit. I think you really need to take a look at him just because, um, you know, I, I just I've never been high on Robert Scott. And for some reason, this coaching staff has. Um, but it, whatever, man, the defensive line played very well. Linebackers played really well, in particular, um, Tatum Bethune, um, DBs were making plays. I mean, you know, like I said, the special teams was just the the Achilles heel. And I, like I said last week, I don't, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I, I told you it was, it, it could possibly come down to special teams if Florida State was able to do anything. And for the most part, they they were. So, you know, we're two and zero, man. For the first time. In a long time, <laughs> we are two and O. And I, I, you know, I'm ecstatic. You know, they they put together. I mean, they they put together a great game plan, and they were dominating, twenty four to ten, and then they just ran out of gas. You know, we we haven't we haven't stood toe to toe with that caliber of opponent in a while. And like I said, I don't I don't feel the least bit sorry for LSU because they've got talent everywhere. You know, I want to say Jaden Daniels was a four star quarterback. Yeah, he was. I think he was. I think he was a four star quarterback. And, you know, he played a hell of a game. You know, he made plays when he had to make them. I mean, the Pac-12 and this caliber, this, you know, going from the West Coast to, to the Southeast, that's an adjustment in of itself. But, you know, I never, the, the only time I've seen him play was when he was a freshman at Arizona State and we played them in the Sun Bowl. 
he I if my memory serves me correctly, he wasn't scrambling like that during that game. Um but give him credit, man. He he played a hell of a game in my eyes. This came down to special teams for them. Block kicks, muff punts. That's what it came down to for them. They they essentially gave this game to Florida State. Florida State didn't take this game. So, you know, it, 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 I'm thankful for it. I'll take a win any way I can take it, but. You know, we got a long way to go, though. There's a lot of room for growth. It's a lot of room for improvement. It's just, uh, what are we going to do? You got two weeks to prepare for Louisville, who has been like a house of horrors for us the last couple years. So, um, I just can't wait to see what kind of team comes out. Jared Verse is just, he's on another level, man. He's on another level. Um, our offensive line is playing very well. And just I just hope we can keep it going, man. Mike Norvell, you almost gave this game away. Um, you know, the doing the pitch out play. On the goal line, I didn't agree with it. Um, you know, I'm I'm I don't I don't have a quarter of the football knowledge that you have, but just common sense says take the points, turn it into a two possession game. There is no ten point play to be had. Okay. You know, at the very least, make LSU work um, to, uh, you know, win the game. I, I think by you doing that play and it didn't go through, you kind of took some air out of your team. And I, I go back to a play last season in the Notre Dame season opener where you iced the kicker. You iced your own kicker. And we we just need better decisions, man. And I'm just saying, if you if it's fourth and and you're inside the 10, kick the field goal. If it's fourth down, kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. I mean, uh, unless it's just a situation where a touchdown can win you the game. And a field goal can't, then of of course you go for the touchdown. But if you're up and you can turn it into a two possession game, you always kick the field goal. Um. Defensively, I felt like the the defense, on, especially on that last drive, we just were not as aggressive. I would have liked to seen a little bit more blitzing, because. I mean, Jaden Daniels just went boom, boom, boom right down the field. Like, we, you know what I'm saying? We were just, I don't know if we were gassed or what the situation was, but, you know, we didn't have nothing on that last drive. We we were, we were essentially uh, beat, and I, I thought, to me, 
I thought Brian Kelly should have went for two. He had all the momentum. And your special teams have been just horrible the whole game. So there's no way I would have put that on the kicker. I would have, I mean, your quarterback was on a roll. So, I mean, Florida State, you got lucky, man. You, 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 I don't want to hear nothing about Florida State is back or none of that. We got lucky. We got extremely lucky in that game. I'm happy we won. I'm, 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 you know, I'm ecstatic that we're 2 and 0. We got two weeks to prepare for Louisville. I'm, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, bad coaching decisions can come back to haunt you. You know, I, I, it, there's a difference between being at Memphis and being at Florida State. Okay, the, the games are a little bit bigger. Um, so, you know, a win is a win. I'll take it. But I, I think a lot of, like I said earlier in the podcast, offensive guys have egos. And, you know, he tried to get cute down in, in the red zone. And it almost cost you the game. Only bad things can happen when you put the ball in the air like that on a pitch out play. Only bad things can happen. So Jordan Travis played a heck of a game. These first two games, he's looked like a completely different quarterback. So no complaints about the quarterback, offensive line. Robert Scott is really the only guy that I feel like, you know, is quote unquote the weak link. Um, you know, Mark Easton Douglas has really impressed me. Pokey Wilson is the number one receiver. Like I said earlier, I want to see Michael Pittman do a little bit more stuff like Debo Samuel. Um, the the six seven guy from uh, what where is he from? Arizona State. Uh, really impressed with him. You know, Cam, uh, Cam McDonald missed touchdown catch. Um, you know you got you got some you got some players on offense now. You got some weapons on offense. Okay, uh, defensively. Um, defensive line played pretty good. Linebackers played pretty good. Um, DBs need work. Our field goal kicker was horrible. Um, he needs, there, there's definitely a need for improvement there. Um, so we got lucky. We escaped. But all of this is for not if we just go out here and lay an egg against Louisville. Malik Cunningham might be the best scrambling quarterback in the conference. And if he's not number one, he's definitely number two behind uh, Jordan Travis. So, you know, these guys, they Louisville's got UCF this week. If they lose to UCF, you know, they're coming into the game next week, the Florida State game, as a must-win game to save their season. So you... You would want Louisville to win this week so they don't come into the game next week with a 
with a sense of desperation and just playing balls to the wall trying to beat us. I mean, Louisville has been a house of horror for us the last couple of years. We won, but we've, you know, last year they tried to make it seem like it was a close game, but it really wasn't. I really felt like we just got lucky, man. And, you know, Mike Novell, you just got to make better just in-game decisions, man. Um, That's really what it comes down to. Um, I will give you kudos. You, you had these guys ready to play because they came out and competed, you know, like that was the national championship. They wanted that game. And that's coaching. That's coaching. So I, I give you your props, man. But, you know, just just some of your play calling and just some of your decisions needs improvement. You know, you're not going to get Florida State back, you know, to where we all want Florida State to be making those kinds of decisions. Now, had the had the running back, Treshawn Ward, caught that pitch, I think he walks in the end zone because that offensive line blocked their tail off on that play. Um, you know, you're only getting criticized because it didn't work. Had it worked, you know, people, you know, might still say something, but the play would have worked. Um, I'm just glad we we on the right side of one of these games finally. And uh, I mean, it just feels good. Feels good to be two and zero. Feels good to have, like I said, a week off to play Louisville. And you know, hopefully it won't be no letdowns. Um, we have to try to uh, change things up as far as personnel uh, at the skill positions, DBs. Um, I think uh, linebackers are strength now. I really do feel that way. Um, <laughs> man, it's crazy that we didn't, we haven't beaten the SEC team since 2017. Then we come up big. It's amazing. I don't think motivating this team this year is going to be a problem. I think Mike Norvell is just going to have to come up with a strategy, a good game plan every week. And I think this team is going to be in every game. Um, And that's that's it. I, I don't think I, he's done a tremendous job in the transfer portal of putting this team together. I mean, you have to give the man credit for that. And, um, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of nice to be two and oh, man. You know, I'll, I'll say we're back when, if we can 
you know, get all the way to maybe top 10 in, in rankings. I'll say we're back then, but I'm not prepared to say we're back now. You know, that's just a a term that's overused, you know, in my opinion. I think you actually have to win some games for, you know, a sustained period of time in a season to say that you're back. And, uh, you know, this this was a game that I thought we couldn't win just based on the talent that I know that was on LSU's team. But, you know, Florida State proved me wrong, and that's what I wanted. Um, but I'm just saying all your efforts – and the LSU game are going to be for nothing if you don't come out and take care of business um, with Louisville. So, you know, the way um, I think we got a better team than Syracuse and the way Syracuse dismantled um, Louisville, I think, we're, I think we might be okay. But... If Louisville doesn't win Friday night, like I told you, they're going to come into that Florida State game desperate. And that's when a team is desperate, they're dangerous. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully Louisville can win this week. Then we don't have to worry about, you know, getting, you know, an all-out effort to win a game from them on the 16th. So um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Really appreciate the support. As always, go Knowles.